COVID-19 got us in quarantine. It's 10 a.m. We've tried everything. You got us stressed, but we'll try our best to help you deal with COVID-19. All right, welcome to the Memorial Day edition of the Quarantini Podcast. I'm Mark. I'm Kristen. And I'm Marin. And today we're going to do a little bit of a golf podcast, Great. if that's okay with you. Sure. So um, I may have talked about this on a previous podcast, but I was uh, sent the book Commander in Cheat by, uh, by Windog One. And uh, actually it was written by Rick Riley, sent to me by Windog One. And it's about the president. And all you need to know about him is how he behaves on the golf course. And it applies to everything in his life. He cheats everywhere. Yeah. We talked about this today, right? Yep. And I was saying, I thought it was going to make me so angry. And I was afraid of that. And then I got about halfway through it. And I was like, oh, no, this book, like shows me what a sad, miserable little man he is. And I think it was you that used the word miserable. And I don't know if you're like me, but I felt like, you know, the 2016 election made me feel for a long time like it was they won and we lost. Mm -hmm. And now I feel more like, oh, an idiot stumbled into the presidency. And that's kind of where we're at because... Everything in this book just shows like how he's robbing Peter to pay Paul. He probably has no money. Uh, and it shows a lot about his business dealings. And this is likely why he won't release his tax returns because he's probably bankrupt. Hmm. Uh, and so he's, uh, it was a very interesting book. I liked it a lot. It was funny also, uh, made me chuckle. Another thing that came out today was uh, an article in The Atlantic called Donald Trump, the most unmanly president. And it's saying, why don't the president's supporters hold to their own standard of masculinity? And the author isn't saying like, hey, we need to have this uh, certain level of like toxic masculinity. But the same people that love Trump are usually the same kind of people that don't like, you know, unmanly things. And he's probably the most unmanly president we've had in like a really, really, time maybe ever uh, but it's an interesting article about how um, despite there's this cognitive dissonance between Trump supporters and who he actually is as a person I'll list that in the show notes you're loving this about golf right no I just I don't think any of this Trump stuff has any different it makes no difference oh no I just because the people who support him are going to vote for him no matter what so like I don't know who these books are written for because the only people who read them are already people who hate him and don't vote for him. You're not changing any minds by writing this, right? Oh, I, and I don't know that necessarily that book was written to change any minds. Though I would say if you're a golfer and you read this book and you still end up becoming a Trump supporter, uh, you're probably a dishonest golfer. Too. I just don't think anyone would start that book and continue it if they were a Trump supporter. That's fair. I don't think he wrote it to change minds, merely to entertain. Oh. I think that's all authors ever really do. Really? Yeah. Most authors. Especially, this is Rick Riley. He's a sports writer. Mm. So, I don't think he's a political writer. Uh, My buddy Brian got out for 18 holes today. Said he had to walk. 
<laughs> said he had to bring his own water. It was hot. Yeah. He said he got through it in about four hours. And all I could think was, man, that is a long time to be out there. Yeah. And then what did we watch tonight? Yeah, we watched the movie that we had talked about that was like a... Um, second choice the other night after Remember the Titans, which was the greatest game ever played, right? Mm-hmm. That was good. Uh, can you give us a brief synopsis of this? Um, based on a true story. Yes. Based uh, on a book by Mark Frost. He, a young high school kid who like has this desire and passion about golf, kind of rises uh, like to an unlikely level of... Um, athleticism I guess in golf and ends up qualifying and making it into the US Open the 18th US Open I think they said uh potentially yeah yeah and then goes against like his idol his biggest idol of all time mm-hmm. Harry Varden yep so the greatest English consider long I think long considered the greatest English player of all time one yeah. six uh what we used to call British Opens now Open Championships yeah so it's good another good you know inspiring Disney movie so go check out that movie if you haven't already i think i'm gonna go get the book because i feel like there's probably some detail in there that was missing Mm. uh and i would just if you're into that movie i highly recommend another book written by uh mark frost uh called the match uh if you know anything about the at&t pebble beach pro-am uh that actually kind of grew out of um bing crosby's clam bake which essentially was he'd just get a bunch of celebrities together and they'd play golf mm. um, out in California. Uh, but in 1956, when this is going on, uh, Eddie Lowry, who's the caddy in this movie, mm-hmm. is this big, um, he's a millionaire, and he's a big supporter of amateur golf, and he loves to, like, gamble, and he also loves to, like, exaggerate. And he... Uh, he makes a bet with another uh, millionaire named George Coleman, and he says, "Hey, two of my employees uh, that sell cars for me, Harvey Ward and Ken Venturi, they can't be beaten in a best ball match against anybody." And he says, "Hey, Coleman, bring anybody to the course at ten the next day, and we'll figure it out." So Coleman accepts this, and he shows up with Ben Hogan and Byron Nelson, the game's greatest living professionals, and they at that time had fourteen majors between them. Uh, I read that book. It was fantastic. Uh, it shows, a, it gives a lot of history of amateur golf and kind of that whole pro am scene back in that time. Okay. You got anything tonight? That's it. That was the whole thing. I thought you were like quiz me on golf or something. Oh, do you want to be quizzed on golf? Oh no, that's that's just what I. Thought. Oh, I can tr- try and make up some things real quick if you'd like. <laughs> oh, that's okay. No. No. <laughs> can you name the uh, professional golfer? Uh, that went to the University of Illinois that uh, has kind of made it big in the last maybe 10 to 15 years. Uh, actually, came from Wisconsin. That's where he grew up, but then he went to the University of Illinois. No. No. Okay, that's fine. Uh, in fact, I'd have to look him up, but I think his first <laughs> name is Steve. Rory McElroy. Not Rory. Where is Rory McElroy from? Ireland. So I think technically it's Northern Ireland, Ireland, and I think there is some dispute about all of that, but I think Ireland is uh, close enough uh, to get that answer correct. Okay. You got any other golf golf information <laughs> that you know? No, I do not. Can you name a left-handed golfer? No. No? Tiger Woods. No. No. Phil Mickelson. Oh, yeah. I think you knew that. <laughs> I right. don't think I knew he was left You didn't know? No. No? Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs>
Good night.